0: So this morning, the message is entitled Steady, Steady, and I'll explain more of what that means, but we can first, if we can start with prayer first and put our hands on our hearts and pray this with me. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart and change my life in your precious name. Amen. Amen. And I'll just pray too. Father, I'm asking that even though we're separated in different places, in different homes, that you would take this word, that you would use it for your glory, that you would speak to everyone, that your voice would come and speak uh, to us. We We would hear you. We would be changed by you. We would have vision from you, Lord, and that it would be clear. And help me to share it as you want me to share it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's get into this. The message is entitled Steady. And just before I get into the message, we have just over one week to go, one week and a day to go till our glory unit for Holy Fire Ministry Training School. And this is quite special because it is ending our cycle through the Bible over three years. And it is actually a great place to start because Jesus said, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And by looking at the last book of the Bible, we get, it sheds light on all of Scripture. So I'm excited about this. Also, my prayer is that we would experience the glory of God that we would we're going to study the glory of God we're going to be looking at the glory of God throughout Scripture and my prayer is that we would taste and experience and be transformed by the glory of God so that's just starting on the 5th of February um, 630 it's in the evenings on Monday you go to www.holyfireschool.com to register and uh, yeah, please help us to spread the word and please pray into this time. And we're gonna be doing something very practical, learning how to be productive in these last days. We're gonna be talking about that too. So it should be a great time. Also, if you're online and uh, you can give, you can give through www.brisbanfire.com and there's a give page. And before I start the message, I want to thank everybody that gives and sows and tithes and gives and offerings. Thank you because all of the ministry comes through your giving and your support. So thank you. Thanks for that. Now, into the message, the walls of Jerusalem, the tower there, into this message. So today we will continue to reflect on what God is speaking to us for 2024 and beyond. So we will also continue to explore Psalm 24. So Psalm 24 is uh, what the Lord has given us for the opening of this year, and it matches with the year 2024. I'm not going to read the whole Psalm 24, but this is my translation. I'm going to read the first section, and then later I'll read the second se- section. I mean, oh, wait, I'm going to read the first section, and later I'm going to read the last section, the third section. So, I said this last week. On top, it says, La Or some of you can recognize the Hebrew, that's to Yahweh. Or it's the, it's Yahweh's earth, haaretz. So that's how I translate it here. It's Yahweh's earth, all the world, every dweller. Yes, on seas he founded it, on rivers he established it. I just want us to reflect for a moment on that first uh, couple, the first few lines there. It's Yahweh's earth, all the world, every dweller. That's important for us to know in these end times when everything seems dark and Satan seems like he's getting the upper hand and we see a lot of injustice and things wrong. We have to realize that above that, it's Yahweh's earth. It's still his earth. He has not relinquished control of it. It's Yahweh's earth, all the world and every dweller. And that he wants to use us as instruments to shine his light in this darkness. It goes on, the Psalm 24 goes on to say, yes, on seas he founded it, on rivers he established it. Well, today we've got a theme of seas, yes, on seas he founded it, on rivers he established it. So let's talk. A bit more about this, and then later we'll read about the gates again. One of the things I hear the Lord saying is, Steady as you go. So I was praying, uh, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to our church? Uh, What are you saying to those who are faithful and, and seeking your face? And I I keep on hearing the Lord say, steady as you go, steady as you go. But what does this mean? You know, some of us may be familiar with the phrase, some of us may not be. Also, I hear the Lord say, carry on. So this, this continuance, well, what does this mean, steady as you go? It comes from a nautical command, steady as she goes. Now, who's the she? (laughs) The she is the ship. The ship is the she. Steady as she goes, meaning keep on course. Don't make any drastic changes. Just fine tune the ship to keep going in the same direction at a consistent speed. So, steady as she goes is a nautical command, meaning to keep on course. Don't make any drastic changes, just fine tune the ship to keep going in the same direction at a consistent speed. Hallelujah. And this is one of the things that I've been hearing the Lord speaking. It's it's a theme in Revelation 2 where God says to his people that he wants them to patiently endure or another word for it is to persevere, to continue. Because when we're under stress, difficulties, we can tend to think, oh, should I change this or change that? There's things that God wants to change in our hearts. But always in our walk, we need to be going forward. We need to persevere and not stop. So this is... One of the things I've been hearing the Lord stay steady as she goes now is I took a prayer retreat this week. As you know, Uh, annually I do this and I had a something that happened, a little thing. It may be little to you, but it was a a big thing to me that happened. So I'm traveling to the Sunshine Coast. I take a train and then at Landsborough, I transfer to take a bus the the only thing is I've been my go card expired a little while ago my go card expired and so I've been using the smart ticketing I can actually you know get on the train and get off through my watch or my phone you can do that here in Brisbane and it said on the it said on the website uh, for Queensland Rail that this this is rolling out on the buses and everywhere in Queensland so. I thought there was gonna be smart ticketing on the bus. So, and, and I, I went onto the bus, and it said smart ticketing, so I went to get on with my watch, and the guy's like, what are you doing? I, and uh, I said, oh, I'm trying to, uh, oh, sorry, there's some interference here. But I was, uh, trying to get on with your watch. yeah, I was trying to get on with my watch, and get on the bus. And the guy's like, what, what are you doing? Only go cards here. Only go karts So I was like, oh man. Now I've already, I already missed the first bus because they changed the bus location. So I was already waiting around for an hour and a half for the next bus. And this guy was now trying to kick me off the bus. He says, no, you got to go off. You're going to, so I was going to have to wait another hour and a half. He's trying to, it kick, kicked me off. I says, "Anyway I can you know, pay you cash, anything." And he was not one of these nice bus drivers. He was one of these, you know, uh, grumpy ones. Some of them are nice, some of them are grum- grumpy. Uh, eventually, he, he kind of groaned. he says, "All right, you know, get on the bus." Well, anyway, I, I thought maybe that was normal, But then the Lord showed me something. He said, "I have my favor on you. Watch this." And then a few, few more people came, and then there was another guy about my age, maybe a little bit younger, and he was trying to check into the bus with his phone, and it wasn't working. And the guy was saying to him, can I do anything? Can I, can I pay you? He says, no, you have to go back. You have to go back. He, the bus driver kicked that guy off the bus. He didn't allow that guy on the bus. He allowed me on the bus. And I... I had sensed the Lord saying, well, you're going to pray. You're going to do my will. And so my favor is on you. And so I was blessed that I got to go uh, to the place I was going on the Sunshine Coast. No more delays. And I used that time to pray. And I was praying for for all of you. And uh, very grateful for the Lord's grace and favor because I was getting quite tired. You know, you're traveling. It took me four hours to get there. I was getting quite, quite tired. If it wasn't that, it would have been six hours if the guy kicked me off the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Now, anybody anybody watch Star Trek? There's a, a famous line on Star Trek where Captain Kirk says, steady as she goes, Mr. Sulu. Steady as she goes, Mr. Sulu. So here you can hear how this phrase is used. He wants Mr. Sulu to keep the uh, Star Trek enterprise going and to just keep it going consistently. Now let's read the last section of Psalm 24 and discover what we can practically do to raise the great gates so that the king of glory comes in. So here's the last section. Raise your heads, great gates. Be lifted ancient doors. Come, king laden with glory. Who is this king laden with glory? Yahweh, the mighty warrior. Yahweh, the hero in battle. Raise your heads, great gates. Lift high ancient doors. Come, king laden with glory. Who is he, this king laden with glory? Yahweh, Lord of the armies. He is the king laden with glory. Salah. We raise the great gates and lift the ancient doors by lifting up holy hands to pray. We raise the great gates and lift up the ancient doors, by lifting up holy hands to pray. And, and listen to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. So here we see Paul, he's speaking to Timothy. He says, I want the men in every place, every place, wherever they are, in every place, I want the men to lift up holy hands, in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath. Now, wrath, not a common word that we use as much today, though we know what it means, but the the meaning of this word in the Greek is anger. So without anger and dissension, That's a, we know what that word means. It's a little bit older. It's meaning here opinions, opinions and debates. So without anger and opinions and fighting with each other, instead of doing that, instead of like fighting with our hands and our words, Paul is calling us to lift up holy hands in prayer. And there's something very powerful about our posture when we pray. And that reminds me of something that happened when I was at the prayer retreat. I'm there, um, and I'm thinking, maybe I should kneel down before the Lord. And I was not exactly uh, feeling anything particularly special. I'd sensed the Lord is near, but then I thought maybe I should kneel down before the Lord. I wasn't gonna share this but here I am, <laughs> so, so I kneel down, and then I use my Bible as my like, headrest on the, on the uh, coffee table, and I kneel down before the Lord, and when I knelt before the Lord, I began to weep and intercede and weep and weep, and I don't know how long it went on for, but it went on for a while as I began to pray for everyone Pray for myself, pray for our church, pray for the church. The tears just uh, flowed out. And it was my response to this, uh, my response to the Holy Spirit as He was prompting me to kneel. But here I, here I want to say that it's our posture actually, uh, it communicates. And uh, sometimes our posture is just like this. It's it's not too conducive to the Holy Spirit moving through us. The actual lifting up our hands, in in our worship, in our times alone with the Lord, in our times, corporate times, is actually powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it raises the the gates, so the King of Glory can come in. Amen. Valerie's lifting up her hand. Um, so who, uh, who wanted um, the whole world to praise God? El Paul. Paul was saying it and the Holy Spirit was speaking through Paul. So yeah, I'll read it again. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands. Again, like Psalm 24, clean hands, a pure heart. Lifting up holy hands. And there's a way that we are meant to pray without anger. We're meant to be living in forgiveness toward one another. Uh, not in pride. You know, anger often comes out of pride. And not in pride, but in humility. And not in all of our opinions and dissensions, which seem to uh, riddle the body of Christ uh, denominations with one another. Uh, people with one another, and they distract us from the thing that we're meant to do. We're meant to be a house of prayer. We're meant to be lifting up our hands in prayer. So let us not get off course. That's the course. Steady as, as, steady as you go, steady as she goes. Steady in prayer. Let us be steady in prayer. Okay, let's talk about this some more. There's a challenge behind the command to be steady. While it may seem easy to stay the course, it isn't. Winds change and people are fickle. We tend to move with the waves rather than follow the Spirit. And as it says in Ephesians four fourteen, if you'll be tossed by the waves, especially those who are immature in the Lord, they get tossed by the waves. Everything that's going on, the different fads that's going on, Uh, the different fads that are going on, the different news reports, even, even fads in the body of Christ and things with the waves where people get tossed back and forth. So there is a challenge behind the command to be steady. Again, it seems easy to stay on course, but it isn't. Winds change. People are fickle. And we need to follow the Spirit. Oh, I got another question from the couch. (laughs) Yes, Valerie. What? Um, what Fickle. Fickle. Yeah, fickle. It's like constantly changing. It's changing. So fickle is changing. Thanks for asking. Maybe, maybe this year you could sign up for Bible school. (laughs) When you get old. So that's the thing about rocks and lighthouses. They are steady. They are steadfast. Those who are passionate about prayer, those who are passionate about prayer last year can lose their interest this year. Yeah. And those who want to do God's will may get weary and exhausted. Actually, they, they may have a desire to do God's will, on the inside, deep inside, but they can get weary and exhausted. That's why uh, also the scripture tells us not to be weary. Paul tells us not to be weary in doing, and well-doing. For in due season, you will reap a harvest. So, what should we do? How can we maintain that long obedience in the same direction that the late Eugene Peterson Exhorted, and I've got that book here. He has this book. This an excellent book. Uh, and, uh, it's called a long obedience in the same direction, and he's quoting Nietzsche, the philosopher who who's actually making fun of Christians. I looked into it more. He's he's making fun of Christians, saying ah, there's just a long obedience in the same direction. That's what faith is and religion. And, and, but Eugene picks this up as, oh, actually this is, really defines what discipleship is, is a long obedience in the same direction. And it's communicating what I believe the Lord has been speaking to me about, steady as you go. Keep on being steady. Keep on with what I have put in your heart. These are the rocks of Sinai. So we need to rise above feelings and fats. And Exodus chapter 17, 8 through 16, gives us wisdom about how. And this is the last main passage we're going to look at. We'll continue this more next week. So it's essential that by the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside us, we rise above feelings and fats. And... Exodus 17, 8-16 will give us some wisdom about how to do that, do that. And we're going to... I have it here on the screen, so if you don't have your Bible, you could read it along with me. And many of you should know this story. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua... Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Now, the Amalekites represent the enemies of God. And for us, they represent those principalities and powers that are spoken about in Ephesians chapter 6. It's the dark forces, the spiritual forces that come against us. And how Moses is going to fight. He says, tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill. Think about how that relates to Psalm 24. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in my holy place? Well, here Moses is going to go to the top of the hill, overlooking the battle. And he's going to have the staff of God in his hands. And he's going to raise that staff. And that staff speaks about his authority and again, we all need to know our authority in Christ. And that's what you need to be into in the scriptures, especially discovering our authority in the New Testament. And Jesus says, I have given you all authority. Wow. Well, that's our, our, our staff. And that's our rod. And also the staff is a picture of the cross, you know, the wood that we lift up, the cross, And that is our authority through the blood of the Lamb and the sacrifice. So Joshua, so Moses went and did this. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. So you have Moses goes to the top of the hill. But not just Moses, but Aaron and Hur. Aaron means a light bearer. And her, it seems to mean like a linen cloth. So it seems like these two brothers have some type of prophetic meaning in that Aaron is bringing light to Moses and her is covering Moses with that linen that speaks of the righteousness of God. Let's read this some more. So Joshua fought the Amalekites, as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. So what is this a picture of? I've uh, talked about this before. Oops. I've talked about this before. What is this a picture of? It's a picture of prayer. Lifting up holy hands in prayer, knowing our authority and standing in our authority in Christ. And they were observing something. Moses is lifting his hands and the Israelites are winning the battle. Joshua's fighting the battle in the valley and they're winning it. But as soon as Moses stops praying, and it's not because Moses wanted to stop praying, it was because Moses was getting tired and exhausted. So he, as soon as his hands were lowered, the Amalekites were winning. And this is a a, a clear picture of the power of prayer and that prayer is not something we just do alone. We do it alone, but we also need to do it together. And, you know, I'm, I appreciate every time somebody comes up to me uh, and says, oh, can I pray for you? And there's been numerous times that you've done that. I remember Kieran and Donna once coming up to me and saying, can I, we pray for you? And I always welcome that. I'm not above needing prayer. Believe me, Anna and I need your prayer. Uh, and not only for the leaders, every one of us is meant to be a leader, and we'll talk about that more in this semester. Every one of us is meant to be like a me- leader in Moses, and we need brothers around us helping us to hold up our hands. So at, at some, sometimes we are like Moses, sometimes we are like Aaron, sometimes we are like her. Uh, We all, uh, you know, one day it's going to be you you need your brothers to lift up your hands. Another day you're going to need to help lift up your brother's hands. So I want us to apply this to leaders. We need to lift up the hands of our leaders, but not just just, just like the the clergy's quote unquote But also every one of our brothers and sisters, we need to get side by side. And you're going to see this happening here. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. It was okay for him to sit. He just needed to be raising his hands up to the throne of God. So his hands were growing tired. What did they do? They brought assistance to him through a stone, and that word uh, evan in Hebrew, evan, where, where we get the name Ebenezer. But when you hear the name Ebenezer, you know, stone of help, you know, m- almost everybody in the Eng- English language thinks Ebenezer is such a bad name. Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, yeah. from Christmas Carol. Actually, it's a good name in Scripture. Ebenezer means a stone of help, And uh, here we have that evan in Hebrew for stone. Now the stone reminds us of Jesus Christ who is the rock that we sit on. And we're seated with Christ in heavenly realms according to Ephesians chapter one. So he is the stone that we need to sit on. When we're tired, we need to encourage our brothers and sisters to do what they know. To, To sit in Jesus, to rest in him, to realize that he has He has all the victory and he has won the victory and sit in that place on top of his holy mountain. Now here I want to bring out again that Moses wanted to pray. It's not that he didn't want to pray. It's just he was getting tired and weary. I know this all across the world. There's, There's ministers, there's leaders, there's people in the body of Christ. They know the will of God. They want to do it, but they're getting tired. They're getting worn out. They, uh, they. It's not that they don't want to do it. They're just losing. They, they're getting exhausted. Some of them are getting exhausted. And the way that we overcome that is we get side, we get along their side. We come alongside them and help them to pray. It doesn't mean that we're literally oh, like lifting up their hands, but if you want to do that as a prophetic act, I've always been blessed when people have stood beside me. I remember Ben and his friend came one uh, in January, the beginning of the year. I think it was in 2020, just before COVID, and they lifted up my hands, and I had no idea what it awaited in 2020, but they, they, I remember them lifting up my hands and praying for me, And I was very grateful for that. Um, But I want to say that this is is more too, we we are encouraging one another to pray. We're encouraging one another to continue to do what God has put on their heart and to to be steady in that. Now we come to the the last uh, verses here. Which I've been explaining. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other. One on one side, one on the other. So they're surrounding him, they're girding him. And this is what we need to do in the body of Christ for our leaders and also our brothers, because all of us are called to lead. Jesus said, Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. That's for every believer. And as we follow him, then we lead others in following him. So Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady. Steady. Till sunset. And that was the word that the Lord highlighted to me as I was reading this. It just, you know, when you're reading the Bible, we need to be reading in the spirit. And the spirit highlights things, words, phrases, and, and there's a weight on them. And there was a weight on this word when I read it. So that his hands remained steady till sunset. The sunset reminds us also of the, the end Of the age so that his hands remain steady till sunset and so our ministry to one another is to steady one another and because of that it says Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword the sword reminding us of Ephesians 6 the sword of the word of God. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. And so here we see how prayer and the word go together. And Joshua overcame them. Now, Aaron and her didn't do everything perfect in their life, neither did Joshua. But this was one of those Times in their life where they got it right and it was prophetic for the ages to come. When Aaron was helping make the golden calf, sure, he didn't get it right that time, but here he is getting it right and it's a picture for us for the ages to come. Now this word steady, I want to talk about it. Now we're almost finished here, but I want to talk about it for a couple minutes. The word that stood out to me was steady in Exodus 17, 12. Instead of fighting one another which often happens among God's people, they fought together against their enemy. So instead of fighting one another, they fought together. It's like the picture that has come up for us as a church. We need to, we need to fight back to back. Rather than fight one another, we need to fight back to back. And Paul is teaching us, he wants us to lift up holy hands without anger and all this arguing opinions all this kind of hostile hostile discussion no not not that we, we need to be focused on what's the main thing now when the church prays when we pray and it doesn't have to be a big prayer meeting and I want to encourage us to pray like Jesus the two or threes it can happen on the phone it can happen through text messages it can happen through calling up it can it, it should happen when we get together where we're praying in two and threes this is very powerful and it's how we overcome and it's how we see the kingdom advance there's some neighbor we want them to be healed saved we pray for them pray for our neighbor chris he's battling leukemia he's been very kind to our family uh every uh easter christmas he's he's going through chemotherapy, but he comes over here and he brings us chocolates. So pray for my, um, his his house is right here. Pray for Chris, that God would heal him. He's in ICU right now, that God would heal him and touch his life, reveal himself to him. He used to go to a Baptist uh, Sunday school when he was a kid, Um, and but what I want to say is it's powerful. The kingdom of God advances as we pray, and it does not have to be a large prayer meeting. Though I'm so, I'm so happy about large prayer meetings. As many people as we can get to pray, that's wonderful. But remember what Jesus taught. Two or three, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. And there's, there's power in that agreeing prayer. And every time we face a problem, every time we face a mountain, and I know that we are facing many mountains. I I know that, you know, talking to many of you, we're facing many mountains. How are we going to cast these mountains in the sea? It is through being steady in prayer Mm -hmm. and praying with one another and just getting, hey, can I pray, getting alongside your brother? Can I pray with you? And it doesn't have to be a fancy, long prayer. Father, please help my brother comfort his heart. And that that thing of need, would you answer him? And that person we're praying for, they need salvation, save them. And that one, they need an encounter with God, let them encounter God. And it's in being persistent in that. Persistence. And there's a reason why persistence is so important in the kingdom, because it's God's character. God is persistent. God is persevering. People keep on sinning against him every day, every day, every day, and yet his grace, (laughs) his grace is far greater than the sin, it's far more weighty. So that's our God. Aaron and her they realized their common enemy and directed the resistance against them through prayer. Now, what could have they done? Moses, you're meant to be the great man of God. You led us here. Now you're tired and we're losing. So they could have criticized him and saying you're so tired, you're so exhausted. What, What type of man are you? And they could have belittled him. They could have fought against him, but instead they did something different. They came alongside of him and said, we know that God wants us to win this battle and this is how we're going to do it. It's not by fighting with one another. We are going to fight this thing in prayer. And that's what they did. They realized a common enemy and directed the resistance against them through prayer. They lifted up their leader rather than weighing him down. And this is what we need to model. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my, my cat's coming in here. He's trying to steal the show. <laughs> His name is Sonny. And then you got the Anna's favorite thing. The, uh, these are a few of my favorite things. That squirrel behind me it reminds us of New York <laughs> and America. Spirit-empowered teamwork enables us to keep one another steady. Spirit-empowered teamwork enables us to keep one another steady. So we do this empowered by the Spirit. The Spirit empowers us to love one another, bring light into one another's life, cover one another, like we have uh, Noah's sons who covered him when he was naked and drunk, but they turned backwards and they covered him And the curse came on Ham and Canaan because they kind of poked fun at their father. So, intercession is about covering one another, bringing light to one another, standing alongside one another. So, this is a year where we need spirit empowered teamwork, and it helps one another to stand steady. The body of Christ working together helps us keep our hands lifted high. We are all meant to be like Moses, Aaron, Her, Joshua, and the Israelites. We're all meant to be like Moses, Aaron, Her, Joshua, and the Israelites. It's not that don't put yourself in the box and say I'm a Joshua, you're a Moses, or say I'm a Aaron, you're you're uh, Moses, but realize that we're all meant to be like Moses, Aaron, Hur, Joshua, and the Israelites, sometimes it's we're, we're Joshua, sometimes we're Moses, we're all these things at once. Amen. And that's what it means to be in the body of Christ. The, the word steady in Exodus 17, 12 is one of the most important Hebrew words in Scripture. It's Emunah, emunah, emunah is, uh, I'm going to explain it very soon, but it's this word steadfast, faithful, emunah, emunah. Paul builds his teaching about faith on it in Habakkuk 2.4, where he says that the righteous will live by his emunah. Emunah. So, what is this word, Emunah? You may have heard me mention Emunah before, and it's, uh, it's, you'll see a lot of synagogues name this, Emunah. Uh, so let me, if, you, if you've heard me mention this word, let me talk about it very quickly here. Emunah means steadfast. Faithful, trustworthy, reliable, and steady emunah. Steadfast, faithful, trustworthy, reliable, steady. So when he says, when Paul is saying the righteous will live by his emunah, some take it as the righteous man's emunah. I take it as, and this is what I believe it's saying through the the context of it, is it's His emunah. It's his steadfastness and faithfulness which he shares with us. And that's the whole gift of salvation is he gives his faithfulness to us. He gives us his faithfulness, his faith. And for those who studied in Bible school last semester, we saw how faith and faithfulness are one in the Greek as well as the Hebrew. Pistuo, is that word for believe, trust, trust is even a better way to describe it. So emunah means steadfast, faithful, trustworthy, reliable, and steady. It's strong, stable, and consistent like a rock. So when your emunah is fading, that's when you need to sit on the stone, the rock, his faithfulness. Let that strengthen you. And that's what we need to minister to one another is his faithfulness. This is God's character. Like I said before, it's strong, stable, and consistent like a rock. This is God's character, and he plants plants the incorruptible seed within us. He plants this incorruptible seed within us when we embrace him. So this is God's character, and he plants this incorruptible seed within us when we embrace him. It's from the root of emunah that we get amen, amen, which is amen. So we know amen, and we're getting that word comes from this root aman, where we get emunah, and it's meaning like a rock, a pillar, something steadfast, and And even the word in in Hebrew for an artist comes from this root. So the idea of an artist is someone with a steady hand. Also the word for architect, someone that makes things steadfast and steady, comes from this root, aman, as well. Amunah, such an important word. And we're going to end with this last verse here where we see God is called, this word, emunah. It's Deuteronomy 32.4. It's Moses praying. The rock, his work is perfect. His work is complete, tamim. The rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness, a God of emunah, a God of, Emunah, and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. So let me read that again. The rock. He's praising God. God is the rock. The rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are just. A God of emunah, a God of faithfulness, steadfastness, and without injustice, righteous and upright is He. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's what's going to get us through this year, every year, and every day, is feeding on the faithfulness of God. Yes, amen. So this is to be continued. (laughs) There's more that God has been putting on my heart, but I've already gone longer than I expected, though not too long. It's 1125. So... I am going to end in prayer and uh, then I'll, I'll uh, you know, pan out to see everybody before we say goodbye. Father, I want to thank you for your emunah, that you are steadfast and faithful and you want this character in us. And at times it's painful, we get tired, we get exhausted, we're like Moses. We want to pray, but we're losing, losing our strength too. So may your word give us strength and may our brothers and sisters carry the word to keep on strengthening. And instead of criticizing one another and fighting and being angry because we are losing strength, let us encourage. Build one another up. Pray for one another. Take every opportunity to pray. I, I, I just pray for a revelation for everybody here, from the least to the greatest, from the little kids to the oldest, to realize that their prayers are powerful, Amen. that they have a rod that you've put in their hands. It's not just for Moses. It's for every believer, even the youngest of believers. You've put a rod in their hand, a rod of authority yes. by which they can stand. And they can uh, pray and believe and cause the mountains to move Thank you, Lord. through their faith. Through their faith. Father, I, I pray that that revelation of how powerful in Jesus everyone is, is given. And that we would stand with one another, side by side with one another. We want, we're believing for great things for this Bible school semester, for new students, for, for the other, older ones to get stronger and stand even more faithful, more steadfast this year. We're believing for a church, Lord, to grow and to expand and win people to Jesus and make disciples. And we want to baptize those who are saying yes to Jesus. We pray, Lord, for that uh, for uh, that to happen and for us to stand with one another for the kingdom, to know the kingdom blueprint and to build in the kingdom way in Jesus' name. And all across the body of Christ, we're praying for unity in the body of Christ, for the pieces of the body, for the members, for the members of the body to come together and for there to stop there. Lord, just We're praying that this division and strife and fighting and exclusiveness would stop and that we would see more coming together of praying and sitting on the rock, which is Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in 2024. Pour out your spirit on your sons and daughters and reveal your glory.